0: Hey everybody, I'm Taylor Rooks and this is the Second Wind Podcast.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Second Wind Podcast. I'm your host, James, a.k.a. The Great One, a.k.a. Geo, whatever. Rolls off your tongue the best. Obviously, I'm here with my best friend, my co-host, my ace, my right-hand man, Jarvis, J. Mills, whatever you want to
2: call him. You know, he got the fresh fade
1: today. He, oh, act, really? he might act a little unusual. Jarvis, tell the, people, tell the people we got today, bro. Tell the people we
2: got today. We have the luxury of interviewing one of the best sports journalists in the world, our sister, also one of the better... Players of heads up in the world as well too. Our sister Taylor Rooks, thank you so much for joining us on the show today.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be here. Let's but I toast, think, um toast. yes, through that intro, I'm realizing I I need a nickname T. because Rooks, why do you all have a lot of them?
1: Yeah, man. But, <laughs> T Rooks.
0: T Rooks. Okay. T Rooks.
1: Yeah, but I don't. I don't know if you you like the best heads up player. Like you might be.
0: Am I better than you? Chia. I don't. I don't know if you're better than me, Jarvis. Like it's,
2: no, I think the cap has Taylor already began, because
0: even he knows it. That's why he's you
1: know, saying you. are right there. We neck and neck. It depends on the day. To
0: be uh, okay, okay. A lot of days day. have swung my way. <laughs> I will say that. I don't, I
2: don't <laughs> know about Well, well, about well today our choice of wine is Camus. Your favorite. Please yes. tell us when is the first time you drank this.
0: So first time I had Camus actually was in the NBA bubble mm. um, because wine was a very big thing in the bubble. I think CJ McCollum was one of the guys that like made his room almost like a wine cooler. He set his room to a specific temperature and just had crates of his wine and other wine flown in. So he was kind of like the candy man in the bubble, giving people wine. Um, but wine was definitely like big fellowship there because there was not much that you could do. Um, and so Caymus was one of the main choices of some guys at the wine they had. So I ended up with a bunch of bottles. That was like the first time I really had it and then actually the second time I remember having it and saying oh I really like this was I think New Year's one year when we were all at Say's and we had Caymus um and so now it's just one of my favorites it's not fancy at all really like whenever I tell a real wino that I like Caymus they're like okay but I like it.
1: (laughs) Caymus is the choice of wine for the gang.
0: Yeah for sure.
1: that's that's always our (laughs) go-to so um let's jump right into this like Thursday Night Football. Yeah. Like, that is huge. Like, I remember you called me. I was geek. I'm jumping up around. We screaming on the mm-hmm. phone. I'm pounding my chest like, that's my sister. That's my yeah. sister. How did that come to fruition? Like, how did that transpire?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, they really want Amazon Thursday Night Football to be this, like, new, innovative way to watch the game. You know, it's going to be interactive. There'll be, like, fan involvement. It's just going to be a fresh Way to consume the product that we know of for Thursday Night Football. One of the ways they wanted to do that was to really incorporate long form, sit down, feature interviews that aren't so like cut and dry, question, answer, question, answer. Um, and that's really what I do. And so they said, you know, we know you are acclimated in the NBA world. We want to bring you over to this side. And it worked out. And thankfully, I'm able to do both. Um, and I'm really, really excited to get started. We have really good games this season, too. So it's going to be good.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch you because I know like, this is like another step, like another, you know, stepping stone in your career. And it's like super exciting for you because, you know, you are just, you you go into different verticals now, you know, like where you started, you know, I met you five years ago, where you started compared to where you are now. It's like, it's amazing to see because when I first met you, which is a funny story how we met, but (laughs) (laughs) when I first met you, you know, you were Taylor Rooks, the sports, you know, journalist, right? Mm-hmm. Now you're, like, Taylor Rooks, that. Oh, the, that's you so know, kind. Now Thank you're Taylor yeah. Rooks, the sports journalist, you know? Her. You found a way to <laughs> elevate in different verticals. Obviously, you're known in the sports world, but mm-hmm. you're also well-connected in entertainment. You're well-connected mm-hmm. in Hollywood, you know? You're well-connected in the tech world. Like, mm-hmm. everyone knows Taylor Rooks at this point, you know? How did you find a way to differentiate yourself from your peers?
0: Yeah, um... Well, first off, everything you said was very nice. Thank you. Um, but it has always been really important to me to not allow other people to, like, put me in a box. I think it's really easy to, like, see a woman and say, okay, this is what she does, and, like, you decide to define her based on that thing. But one thing I know about myself is like above just being in the sports business, I think I'm in the people business. And that means that it's about connecting to all different types of verticals, like you said. And sometimes it's really easy for us to feel like because we do one thing, that can be our only thing. I've never felt like because I do sports, that means I can't interview a rapper or an actor or whoever. Because as an interviewer, you should be able to talk to anybody who has something to say. And what I really learned through doing this is like, these boxes that exist are actually boxes that we put ourselves in. Like, you think that you're only a reporter, you think that you're only a host, you think that you're only an anchor. Like, me just being an interviewer was not really a thing that existed. People, like I said, they're hosts, they're anchors, they're reporters, but sitting down doing long form interviews as your main job and only job. It's not really a thing that exists in sports, but I knew that it was the thing that made me the most fulfilled and made me feel like my work was important. So I said, it doesn't really matter if long-form interviews aren't a thing right now. It's I'm going to make it a thing. Um, And one of the reasons I think that it has been successful is because I've been able to touch different people. Um, And above all else, I really just like meeting others. Um, And so I don't want to close myself off to one world when there's a vast universe uh, of opportunity.
1: Absolutely. Like I always tell you, you're personality is illuminating like you're yeah, all you know it brightens up the room as soon as you walk in you're like hey you know you're very nice thank <laughs> it's you like, thank
2: you like, say time
0: time when, when she plays heads up i don't care about nothing you're, uh, unless you're yeah. on
1: the, like her team that she, actually she's not even nice when you're on her team she's like competitive yeah, you, got yeah, it, no, right. you gotta get it right you can't come but in here on those. to
0: what you're saying that's something i always tell people like that is a skill like people. I don't think understand that like personality traits are also skills, like being kind to everyone, being warm, like Mm. being comforting. These are all things that lend to the job. You know, I want people to, sit in front of me and feel comfortable saying what they want. I want them to feel like they're not being judged. I want them to feel like it's a welcoming space that they can be open if they want. And all of that stuff truly begins from the moment that you meet them um, because they are deciding what they think about you, how they can talk to you. Um, And a lot of that comes from like treating everyone the exact same, being nice to everyone, being welcoming to everyone. So I think for some people, it's like easy to write it off. It's like, oh, like she's like a kind person, but like. That is a skill, too. Everything that you do for the job, like, it really is a skill.
2: Absolutely. Looking, like, I'm curious, so, like, looking back on your life, I always like to ask people this. Like, looking back on your life, mm-hmm. did you always expect, like, did you always expect to be where you are platform-wise, like, career-wise, and, like, you know, m- maneuvering through your career, like, has there been any obstacles or like second wins you've had to catch mm-hmm. you know just to get to the point that where you are you know especially being a black woman in this space you know in the struggles that you guys go through so yeah uh, explain that
0: yeah I mean well the answer to your first question is yes and I mean that and like, I think that we kind of have to normalize women and especially black women saying that they are doing exactly what they thought mm-hmm. like we think sometimes it's like not a humble thing to be like I made a goal for myself and I said it and I'm doing that thing. But we hear men do it all the time. Men don't talk about being the best all the time. They say they did, they <laughs> said they want to do this and they did it. Right, right. You know, so I'm right. here to say, yes, I truly believed that I could be everything that I am now. I really believed that. And I thought that every move that I made was a step towards whatever that thing was. Um, it's a thing that Jack and I talk about a lot. Jack Harlow, were like, we decided that we were going to almost like curate our lives. We were like, this is what I want it to look like. Yeah. And what what do you do for it to look like that? And I really had to step back and say, it's really, I'm really thankful and I've been really lucky and I'm really grateful that I have become what I said I wanted to be. And in so many ways, I've become more than the thing that I said I wanted to be or what I thought I was going to be. And I look back and I'm like, were there times that I was maybe putting limits on myself without realizing it. Like when I was growing up, I was like, okay, one day I want to have my own show. Then I got the show and it's like, well, what's the next thing?
2: Right. So you always looking for the next thing, which you yeah. accomplish that. Yeah. Right. Your right. passions
0: change. What fulfills you changes. And I am now at this point where like, I don't necessarily want to set goals for myself because then you think that goal is the finish line. Really, that goal is just a marker on the journey of like the ultimate thing that you want you know this ultimate person that you want to be um but yeah I do I do mean it when I say like what I'm doing now I always thought I could do since I was six years old and I was like recording myself interviewing myself like this is what I wanted and I'm really really lucky that I have um been able to do it but of course there's been Hard times or you felt like maybe you weren't going to be able to do it. You have so many people that doubt your ability. Um, It doesn't matter what you accomplish, though. Someone will always be doubting your ability or why you're there. So you're always having to to kind of check in with yourself and remind yourself why you're there, what you've done, and know that, like, you know, you don't necessarily fluke your way to success. Even if people want to make you feel that way, um, all the rooms that you're in, you are really supposed to be in
1: absolutely
2: that's dope do you ever did you ever feel like you like self-doubt was ever a thing like Mm -hmm. throughout those you know hardships or like you know those tough moments like with self-doubt do you have to pep talk yourself and just like talk about like those situations
0: yeah I mean I think that I don't self-doubt maybe is the word but I think that when you're first starting one of the things that you have to be very cognizant of is only believing your voice, right? Because you're going to hear so many other people say things about you or your work. And it's easy to like examine and think like, is that true? Like, are they right? And so just always checking in with what you know about you and who you are and what you've done. Um, because I would think sometimes what people call self-doubt is actually them listening to others. Um, and so it's really this understanding that like the others really are just that, like they're just others um, and not letting it really influence your view of you is something that I try to, but uh, like everyone experiences that, right? right? Anyone Absolutely. who says that they've never doubted themselves, like isn't telling the truth. You overcome that. And even if it's just for one second, but it's so much of it is knowing who you are, like right. knowing who you are is also a skill. And I think that a lot of people don't know who they are. 100%. Um, But the more that you, like, check in with yourself and ask yourself questions, I think that that doubt starts to, like, be cast aside a little bit.
1: Absolutely. And a lot of the times that doubt, like you said, comes from, you know, people on the outside. You know, a wise woman once said, like, you don't yell at the dog for barking at the mailman. (laughs) So, you know.
0: He's a dog. That's what you expect. That's what you expect. So,
1: you know, no (laughs) matter what pinnacle you get to, you know, you could be the best of the best in your career, you know. People are always going to have something negative to say and people are always going to have something positive to say. So, like you said, I think knowing yourself and being true to yourself is a skill, you know, being able to block out, keep your blinders on, you know, be focused on the next thing, like you said.
0: Yeah. And also like and this is something probably I still work on now, but I really had to work on like some years ago is not caring about the good stuff that much either. Yeah. Because if you do care about people complimenting you or like what Twitter is saying about you, when you aren't getting that, it will feel like 20 times worse. Like, because I've heard people say, you just have to focus on the good. I think that you'd have to focus on you. Because like focusing on the good, the logical adverse reaction to that is focusing on when it's not good. Like it's not giving criticism that much love and it's also not giving compliments that much love. Like, it's being appreciative, right, of people that love your work and fuck with you. Do y'all cuss on here? Yeah, you got Okay, you and got like, <laughs> you know, the fuck with you, you and stuff. Like, all that is important, but even that, you can't give too much weight in your glass. You know what I mean? Because yeah. when that glass is empty, it'll feel empty. Right. So just really trying to stay, I think, stay the course with that, too, Absolutely. is important. You
1: can't
2: get too high. Can't get So you've so yeah. you got some top 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 talent that you've interviewed Alan Iverson Barack Obama like that's insane like what tell me go through your top five interviews of all time that you, you know in order
0: yeah. so top five because of like who they were or top five because the conversation
2: Um, I would say who you who you wanted to interview and like yeah. what, what those top five meant to you
0: yeah I mean I'd say Barack Obama even though it's so funny I'm always like I talked to him for like 10 minutes that's we got to cool. ask two questions
2: that's still cool. but it
0: was cool Um, because yeah he's like he's on my zoom and you all of a sudden are like, Oh my God, Like Barack Obama is saying hi my Taylor. It's man. crazy. Oh I yeah. I That's was like, crazy. I like didn't stop smiling, you know? Right. Um, but I would say Barack Obama, um, Alan Iverson, like mm-hmm. you said, was one for sure. Um, I mean I have so many favorites. Um, mm, I love Candace Parker. So that was a a really, really cool one. I'll say Michael B. Jordan just because it was one of the first times on the show that we had an entertainer right and so that was just cool because it set a precedent of like we can continue to do this because it it like had a lot of views um and then i'll do a couple for ties i think it's really fun whenever Mm. you get to interview your friends like anytime i get to do a sit down with saquon or like Ja, that's Mm. really fun because i think that you get really special conversations from the other person when you have a friendship because they feel more comfortable than normal and it just creates really good content so i'll say those i'm sure i'm forgetting some people that i really enjoyed no, interviewing that's a, that's a kd um but yeah there's there's definitely been some some really special ones
1: that's a fire list that's a
0: fire list oh thank list. you thank you thank you
1: um just you know being a black woman in this industry obviously Mm -hmm. actually being a black woman in any industry Mm -hmm. you know the cards are already stacked against you so can you speak on just you know just being a black woman in the industry the negatives that comes with it but also the positives that come with it
0: so negatives i would say obviously you're always having to like prove that you're a billion times better i think that that's just like black people in general you don't really feel like you have the luxury of making mistakes, um and going back to the first thing I said, it's like you don't have the luxury of not being the best, like you almost you are already so behind that even to get there you will you already had to have done way you have to more, do double. yeah, right. like way more so. I'd say that, but in a lot of ways that ends up being a positive because you're so prepared. You're so ready for the job. You are running like a well-oiled machine. You know what I mean? So I would say that's that's probably the the top ones. Um, I do think that black women tend to be very over-sexualized and not just in my industry. I just think in general, black women tend to be over-sexualized. Um, but the positives that come from it I think in sports, a lot of sports, they are black. So I think there's a familiarity um, that comes when I'm interviewing people. They feel comfortable to talk about certain topics. They might not feel that comfortable um, talking about to somebody who is not black. black. Um, I also think that, like, we just we understand the athlete in a different way, um, in a really important way, uh, in ways that I think until what maybe the past 10 years and it really exists in the media space i don't mm-hmm. know if athletes really felt comfortable really talking about things um so there are definitely a lot of advantages i think that there are some advantages that come with being a woman too i think men innately trust women more um so i so, agree yeah, right. yeah so no, sometimes you're just like okay i'm gonna talk about this maybe when i don't normally um feel like i can so it's a it's a lot of a lot of different things i'd say
2: i love that so in terms of you know uh what we we're just talking about being a black woman in that space when you start dropping like your name pam oliver jamel hill like you're in that you're in that conversation like how does that feel like as like a black icon you know what i'm saying like there's so many people like we you tag me in a post or i tag you in a post and you know young black girls or uh, girls you know that i know like oh my god you know Taylor rooks and it's uh-huh. like you know like you are something to them. Yeah. Like, talk about like what that means to you. Like, like, have you ever viewed yourself as an icon or like you in no, that space?
0: No, but I would I would first say for sure, like I I absolutely like stand on the shoulders of like Pam Oliver, of right. Carrie Champion, of Jamel Hill, of Robin Roberts. Like they are why we are. You know, me, Malika, Roz, Maria. Like they really began what this is, right? They are so smart so capable they have they have a voice you know how to use their voice they're the best at, the, at whatever thing that they have been doing and a lot of them they were like they didn't really put themselves into boxes either you know like carrie's podcast now too she does entertainers she does athletes it's so many different things um so it's really important for me to say like i don't exist if they didn't already exist and like lay this groundwork and and I think really be trailblazers um, in this space. And I'm sure I'm forgetting so many names, but when it comes to Black women that did this, like that's really who who first comes to mind for me. Um, I would say as far as your second question, the thing that's most important to me above all is I want to feel very attainable to Black people, specifically Black women. I never want to feel like I'm something that's like far off. Um, it's important to me a lot of the time to like say like I'm brown skin. I have very-
2: apologetically black.
0: Yeah, I have very stereotypically black features. I'm like, I got a big nose. I got big lips. I got high cheekbones. Like all of these things to me are important to put into the forefront because I remember when I was growing up, a lot of times when I would see black women on TV, they were much lighter than me. Their face is like maybe a little daintier than mine. And when you're seeing that a lot, you're like, well- That doesn't necessarily look like me. And it makes you feel like even though like obviously they're black, you think you have to look different than you do to be able to be on TV. And so it's just like always important to me to be cognizant of the people that are watching that do look like me not just because they're black but because of truly how they look um so it's more it's more that is what makes me happy when you say that like someone will dm you and say oh you know her like i watch her stuff because i want them to see like themselves in me because that's something i feel like i didn't always see when i was watching stuff and like what i always say too is i think that like like i'm no special or no more special than like any of them, everyone is equally special. I just think that there are people that have had the advantages of an advocate or of the luck that comes with being in any space. Like I just have had some things go my way. I think everyone does a disservice when they attribute success that they've had to hard work because it's not just about hard work. They're, oh, and it's, it's not just about talent either. Yep. Everyone works hard. Everyone right. is talented. But so many other things have to stack up And I just think it's important for black people and like I said, black women specifically to know that like everything that you want to be and everything that you can be really is in you and like focus on that because everything else around you, you can't control. And sometimes the stuff you can't control, that'll be what stops you from like maybe being this thing, but that doesn't change like who you actually are. Um, So I just, I don't want the black woman to like look at me like an icon. I want them to look at me like, this is my girl down the street. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Right. Because that's like what I feel like too. Um, but it is very nice of you to say. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the girl down the
1: street. I'm looking at you like that heads up player that's, you know, almost as good as me, but she's, you know, she's right. Yeah, you know, okay. She's right up there. Um, just, you know, a little flashback. You know, we sat at dinner one night, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we do the thing where everybody says their goals for the year, right? And I remember your goal was, I want to be nominated for an Emmy Mm -hmm. and I want to win an Emmy. Yeah. Right. Um, You know, you were nominated this year. You didn't win. But knowing you and knowing how just cerebral you are and how you always want to go to the next level. How do you think you take the step to be, you know. Emmy Award
0: winning. Yeah. Taylor Rooks. Oh, I'm winning that, Emmy. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Like that, I I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I need, I need <laughs> a little toast, uh, for one, yeah. toast for that. Toast for that. Give me a little. Pour me uh, up, fool, Pour me uh, up. You finished already? Yeah. But... On, <laughs> oh, look like at You, you like stay just...
2: sipping. Oh. He's he over there babysitting. <laughs> no, boy. over there
0: babysitting. And I was drunk.
2: Nah, not even. Are you
0: drunk? Pour me up, fool. Nah, I got I got it. So I will say my answer to that is twofold. So number one, I'm not going to lie. As I just said, I want that in me. I want to win. I want to be able to walk into my apartment and see that there's an Emmy in there. Like, that is something that I want. Um, But sometimes I have these conflicting ideas because I just think, why do we feel like we need the Emmy? You know, like, why do these systems that exist define whether we're good enough or not? You know like what it, I to mean? Feel accomplished. Yeah. Like, right. why, why do I want to win it so bad? And that's not saying I don't win because I do. But sometimes I just think it's like, what does it mean that we care so much about these, like, very arbitrary, artificial things? Like, another thing I think of is, like, 30 under 30, right? So I turned 30 in May. I never won that. And I remember being like, dang, I can live in everyone 30 under 30. And being like a little sad about it. And I'm like, why do I give a fuck that I didn't make this list? Like, I made the list in real life. Why do I care whether or not Forbes is like this person is 30 under 30. And I just think sometimes we get very caught up. And maybe again, it's that like glorification of winning something and thinking that it means something. um, and it's like does it really in the grand scheme but i think that for me the thing to like take that step is really thursday night football it's like stepping into that number one sport where they don't really like the nfl does media different than the nba just like the way they story tell the questions that they ask and i think that if i'm able to bring that vibe and that world that i've created in basketball over to football it would be like something that's like very innovative for that sport. Um, and I think that's probably how I would make that, that next step.
1: Absolutely. And you're going, you going win that Emmy.
0: Uh, hey, I we, definitely we going speak win that in that it. Emmy. Right.
1: <laughs> um, on this podcast, you know, it's called Second Win. We like to highlight, you know, everyone's second win, whether they felt like they already lived their second win, if they're currently in their second win, or, you know, if they're just catching their second win. Where do you feel like in your career as a sports journalist, where do you feel like, you are on that timeline.
0: Yeah. I mean, I generally think right now, like I'm in my prime. Like I think that this is where the real work happens. Like I think that obviously entering into a different sport, but also continuing what I've already built. It's like, I have to make those interview is even more relevant and like more meaningful and figure out how to tell stories in more creative and like innovative ways and I've really been thinking about with all the games that we have how I can do that with players um, and then also just going into like the marketing side of things I'm sure it'll be out by the time this airs but like being in the new Madden commercial is something that's important like being in even being in like Jack and Drake's video, like even though it's like for two seconds it's showing like this is a multimedia type of person. She knows a bunch of different people. being in the Jordan commercial, like yep. all of this is just like, I want people to be sick of seeing me on TV. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want you to feel like you turn it on and you're like, "Why is she on everything? Like I just think that's how that media sort of takeover begins is like touching different areas, and I really just have begun to do that in these like this past year or so of my life, I would say. I think that I probably caught that second one, though, after my first job. My first job was at the Big Ten Network. I covered Big Ten football and basketball. Um, I was there for two years, and then I decided to leave because I just felt like my voice wasn't being utilized there. Um, I felt like in some ways I was like a bit underappreciated because they had put me into a box already. Yep. Regardless of like what I said I once to do to them, it was like, this is what you right. do, and this is what you're gonna do. And I was like, I I have to make a move. Um, and I think and and this did not happen to the Bitch Network. I'm gonna be very clear about what I'm about to say. This wasn't there. But I remember just like different times, like s- people saying like, I might be too dark to be on TV. Like there are things like that that like you hear these like That's crazy. So th- I don't wanna call them like microaggressions, but maybe they are. I just think that. Is There's all these things that, like, black people are always having to, like, deal with. Having people that, like, do your makeup that don't know how to do black people's makeup. Or people do your hair that don't know how to do black hair. Like... And when you are coming up against that in so many different ways, like, you do have to find the second win in that sense because it's very easy to get discouraged. Like, this world was not made for me, you feel. Um, That's the one thing I tried to stop saying is I stopped saying that, like, this is a male-dominated thing. Like, I think that men are in it. But we aren't going to let them dominate it anymore. There is a mm. lot of men, but there are so many women coming up. And it makes me so happy whenever any woman reach out, reaches out to me and talks about how they want to do sports. Because it's like, I don't think it's as like weird of a thing anymore. Like, it used to be rare to see a woman do sports. Now there are so many. Um And I think that's important too. And I think thinking about that is why I kind of had to catch that second wind when I would hear these like very negative things um, about myself. That is really just like a negative reflection of them. But you start to feel like it's you, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So when you were maneuvering like through things like that, like what are like some things you did for like your mental health? Mm -hmm. Like as like I was talking to Juan, like Yo, Taylor, I've never seen someone travel more than you.
0: Oh yeah, like, I you move, know I'm saying? on the move. Like, <laughs> you're, like you're
2: always on the move, and like you know, you're pulled in so many different directions. Interviews, people. Like, what are some things you know? And also being a black woman, like, what are some things you do to work on your mental health? Mm-hmm. Like, because I know that's just you know big and key right now. Just focus on your mental health and focus on you, and always making sure you're at your best. Like, what are some yeah. things that you know you do to you know better yourself?
0: I think that everybody should try therapy at least once. Uh, I used to go once a week. And then when the pandemic happened, we got off the schedule and I wasn't going. So I haven't gone for maybe like a year and a half, but I would go once a week. And I just think it's great. I think that a lot of times black people hear therapy and they think that it means something's wrong with you or like you're going because something's wrong with you, but, Really, you just go and talk. Like a lot That's of times you not really talk about nothing. <laughs> like right, right, you're right. just being able to put words to feelings or like put words to like things that have happened to you. And it's just like a very good exercise to like be in tune with you and check in with yourself. So I feel like everyone should try it once. If it's not for you, it's not for you. But just trying it I think is important. Um something else I do for my mental health too is like read. I love reading. I try to read a book a week. I just think that like the more that you have your mind going, that helps you mentally too. Um I think hanging out with your like friends and family is very rejuvenating too. Um, one thing I do too, whenever I'm on a plane, I don't care if I'm going to Hong Kong. I never turn my phone on. Like I never do the wifi on my phone. I do airplane mode straight. If I work I off like my Wi-Fi on my computer, but like, that's my one break where like I don't text or anything like that. It's just like, I shut myself off because I think, Like, that's literally the only time I'm not on my phone. That's
1: when you be Uh, ignoring text messages and stuff like that. I know about that. I know about that. That's why
0: I was like, sorry, I was in the air. Because, like, I don't see a text if I'm in the air. Um, And I just think in general, we don't realize it because we're used to it. But we communicate with other people too much. Like, this... I don't really know if you're supposed to communicate with others as much as we do now. All the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like there was this the really time. good article. Was It was just like, we all know too much about each other. And I think that's absolutely true. Like the way our parents grew up, they didn't know the day-to-day of their friends. Like, they didn't know everything that was happening with everyone all at once. You couldn't just open up your phone and, like, see what someone was doing. Um, And I think there are so many pros to that. I'm not knocking social media. I love social media. But if we can always be in tune, when do we take a break? And so for me, I'm just like, that break is the plane. Because it's just very hard, I think, to get overwhelmed. And I think that Being overwhelmed is not good for your mental health. So a lot of it for me is just like being peaceful. And I also, I think y'all both know this about me. I don't do anything I don't want to do. At all. So that's the number one thing for my mental health is like not putting myself in any type of situation or with anyone I don't want to be around. Anything that drains me, uh, I try to be very cognizant of too.
1: Yeah. I think uh, circling back to the therapy thing, like me and Jarvis talk about, That all the time, like there's like this negative connotation around therapy, and it's like it's it's
2: fire. I go to therapy. It's I would recommend. It's so good. It helped me so much.
0: Yeah, I remember this past Super Bowl, I had DK Metcalf on my show, and one thing he says is like, I don't know if you remember last season, he had like a bunch of on the field outbursts, Mm -hmm. and he was like, I went to therapy because of it, and like he attributes therapy to like why he was able to be a more calm and tuned football player. So. A lot of time, like I said, we think it's just like something is wrong and you need to talk to somebody. But really, it's just like, how can I be peaceful? Even in moments that are not peaceful and they just equip you with like really good tools for yourself. So I think we should like normalize how we talk about it. I talk to people all the time about it. I remember I had Jaw on my show and he's explaining like being overwhelmed by like asks, always feeling like he has to provide and be there for everyone. Yeah. And he's like, that sounds like something I need to go to therapy for. So we have a conversation about what therapy can do. So I just think the more that you talk about what therapy actually is, and that's why it's important that y'all do it, it's important that men do it, that black men do it, um, the more it becomes, like, normalized.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say, um, piggybacking off of that, like, therapy is, one, I recommend it because it works for everybody. Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't work for everyone, but I say it worked for me. And, you know, I think people hearing you say that is so powerful. You know what I'm saying? Just like you saying that is so powerful, you know, just especially black men. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I think that's the conversation we need to have too as well. Like black men in that space and being vulnerable, right? And carrying those burdens. So, you know, you saying that's so powerful. I just want to say thank you for no, even sharing course. that you go to therapy because that's amazing. Yeah. You know, no, a lot of people of aren't course. even a lot of people aren't even vulnerable to even admit that or take that step. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I just want to say thank you just for that. Um but to Close things, um, you know, I just want to say, what advice would you give to women, period, that are trying to break into the industry Mm -hmm. or, you know, someone needing to catch their second wind or advice they need, you know, just keep pushing forward? What advice would you give to, you know, that young girl looking up to you or watching you on TV? What advice would you give to them?
0: I would say know what you're good at, know what you're bad at, um, Really check in with yourself, ask yourself questions. I say that all the time. Just like checking in with yourself is really important. Being real with yourself um, is really important. And also understanding like, what is the thing about you? Like, why should you do this? What's different? Like, what do you bring? And is this thing that you want to do, are you carving it based on what you've seen other people do? Are you trying to follow a specific path or do you feel like there's something that's like unique about what you do? Um, because that's the only thing that I think works in like this business is being different. Like there are a thousand people that do the same thing like why do you want to be a thousand and one you know make make yourself really different um I already said this but like know that you don't have any limits like I'm not saying that in like an exaggerated way I don't think that like any human has a limit we can be the things that we want if we put our all into those things um and then I think also just above all else be good to people I think that that has just really opened up the most doors for me I think that People like working with me. I think that like brands and companies like to hire me. I think I'm easy to work with. Um, But I've seen people in this business like not be good to others. And that always has a limit on it. Um, So above all else, I just think like, really be good to people for sure
1: yeah you never know who's in the room you never know who you're talking to you never know who's around and who's spectating what Mm -hmm. you're saying to the next person you know so Mm -hmm. i think be good to people is a it's a huge jam i i I like hang my hat on that like everyone that encounters me i try to be the nicest Mm -hmm. like most Happy dude of all time, always smiling. Like, that, yeah. I feel like that's so important.
0: I think I'd also say, too, do it for the right reasons. Like, I think it was uh, when we were in Mexico, I was telling y'all how someone said to me, like, to do it out of love, never for it. Yeah. And it's like, that is so true. Like, you can't get into stuff like this if you just, like, want to be famous. Because, like, it's very quick to spot, and that is, like, very fleeting, and it yeah. won't last. Right. absolutely. Like, you got to do it because you love it. Like, you cannot see yourself doing anything other than this. Um, and so really, like I said, just asking yourself, why do I want to do this? And is, is my why something that is important and sustainable? Or is it something that's frivolous? Um, because when people are in it for something frivolous, frivolous, it's easy to break. Like you have to be like so solid to be able to like withstand a lot of the shit, you're gonna have to withstand to do it. Um, so I would I would say that too.
1: Absolutely. I know Jarvis's question was supposed to be the last one, but I got one more. <laughs>
0: Here you go. No, I'm just kidding. So I, I, I'm fine.
1: Earth versus the Martians, right?
0: <laughs> what? Listen, listen. What the hell is okay, he talking I'm listening. About? I don't know. if somebody. I was like, is that the question? Right,
1: right. Heads up game. They got their best four people. Okay. You the captain of the team. You know a lot of people, your network is big. Right. Who the four people you picking, man?
0: The four people I'm picking. Like, who am I just in tune with and heads up? Yeah, yeah. Oh, here we go. (laughs) I will say this is, like, one of the best questions I've ever gotten because I've never thought about this. Okay. Who do I just kill it with? Okay, you're not going to hear this but you know me and Saquon. Oh my god, he sucks. Bro, he's
1: not I, He's not that good. I w-
0: I must say this: It's not that he's good in a vacuum. It's that when I give him clues, he
2: picks it up. Yeah, like right. I
0: could say one word and he has it. Okay, we yeah. got Little Wayne Ransom. Like my what's up God, with you? we did, That's we crazy, did. But bro, I also crazy. think that we end up not being on the same team a lot.
1: Yeah, when you you two of the
2: best, they yeah. never on the same team. <laughs> I like, was lit last time pick, we played. Me. so I'm out. Of <laughs> Second, <laughs> I'm it. out of it.
0: Um. Of course, Shane. I have to put Shane in there. We're we are good. Yeah. My mom, me, and my mm. mom are also very, very in tune. Y'all like twins, y'all probably have like telepathy. Yeah. yeah, we're in oh. tune. Um, and me and Jack are really good too.
1: Okay, About okay. Harlow. I'm I'm uh, off the bench though.
0: Yeah, you're on the no, team. You're
2: on the bench, boy. But yeah, you're not I even in the say, gym, boy. That's cool. I would that's say cool. no no, your role though.
0: I would say that's cool. And right. maybe wait. I'm gonna take out. <laughs>
1: Don't say mama. Better not take mama. <laughs> I got to take out
0: Shane and put Raven in. Or really? Jack and put Raven in. I Raven like and Raven I. Raven's no, no, no. Me and Raven are so good. We just haven't played in a long time, so she wasn't top of yeah, mind. Y'all,
1: y'all can't that. beat me. Y'all say. got that telepathy. Y'all deal. can't we beat know, me. For sure. It, like, I can she gave me that. a look. I'm like, oh. Right. Y'all yeah, ain't beating me. I say. would say that. But you're 100% on my
0: team. Nah. But I'm going to
1: say this. That's crazy.
0: Sometimes, though. It'll it be is. a word for Gio that I think is, like, so, so easy. obvious. Yes, what? Because right?
1: my mind, y'all don't Yo, understand. My that's mind why is he's not on my, on my team. team. Yeah. <laughs> my mind is so intricate, though, it's like, I really no, be thinking Geo, outside the it'll box. It'll
0: be like, Geo, I don't right. know, but I'm like, how you is he not sometimes. getting this word? It's because,
1: bro, we be having game nights drinking this cadence. That's <laughs> <been> getting <laughs> hit him. When we, look, when we just... Cooling, like on some normal stuff, I'm I'm easily top three. Like, I'll I tell you who's that. bad. Micah. Paul horrible. Oh my god, horrible. he's so bad. But he thinks like him and his man are the ridiculous.
0: They are so bad. Yeah, we're so bad. Right? Yeah, you we're know so we gonna, we gonna get him. My on sister's here. also not good. I'm trying to think of everyone I play with is just like bad. I play with a lot of ba- jaw bad. Really? <laughs> so god. bad. Because one like a piece I did in the bubble was like we played heads up. Mm. God, ja was so bad. But, um,
2: Categories for me It depends on the category For me it, yeah. for me at least well, See but
0: that's either. a nod nah, The greats figure it out
2: I'ma figure, figure it out <laughs> <laughs> But depending on that category Man While you're off the bench You got me fucked up No boy <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm on the squad And he me just off say, the bench Y'all ain't being me
0: I just think you need some more reps What? No but Gio Just admit what I'm saying is true That there's been some obvious ones Nah you right But
1: like Life's about you know how you recover. Yeah. It's, about, it's about how you finish. There oh, we real go. real time. So like that's the beginning of my heads up career. Toward yeah. the end of my career, you know, my birthday coming up. So Shout yeah, out. so exciting. Yeah. I'm getting a little older. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm I'ma keep progressing. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get a little better every time. He's gotta him got to feed him some you. liquor,
2: and he's he's over. He won't win. <laughs> you don't even play, boy. You You're right?
1: Nah. I'm gonna
0: get, get you some more uh, naturally ash. For your knees, <laughs> look,
1: my <laughs> knees is cool, man. Y'all been talking to Ash. about. Shout out, you know? shout out to Ash. Nah, but <laughs> uh, we appreciate you, Taylor, for coming on. Yeah, thank you so <laughs> much. Like, we need another Thank toast. you so Jarrah much. Congratulations course. on Thursday Night Football again. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm excited for that. My sister be know,
0: up? You yeah. know, yeah. I love y'all. One thing, one thing. This ring group will do is show up. We're oh, gonna we show, show up. We're gonna fly across the world
1: for four hours. We're gonna show up, damn it. Nah, but thank you
2: so much, Taylor. Love you so much. Love.
0: Love y'all any time. <laughs> Gang and L.